Lecture topic. Advices on the occasion of nikah. Alhamdulillah, 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 يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم فمن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أملك عليك لسانك وليسعك بيتك وبكي على خطيئتك أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Enika would be taking place after the bayan, before the khutbah. So in keeping with the theme of the khutbah of the nikah, Allah Ta'ala make it a means of benefit for me and all of us. Some of the things that are mentioned in the khutbah of the nikah is what we will discuss. In the khutbah of the nikah, there are three ayat that are recited which is Sunnah which Rasulullah recited when he performed a nikah and the Sunnah has been then upheld and whenever somebody performs a nikah over the ages this has been continued that the Sunnah of Rasulullah was practiced upon and these three ayat of the Quran Sharif were recited in it. Now the Quran Sharif is a very voluminous kitab of Allah Ta'ala 6600 and some ayat of the Quran Sharif and for any occasion whatever will be selected is obviously not just something at random the selection is not just of anyone and everyone the selection is of none other than Rasulullah so for that occasion there cannot be anything more relevant than what Rasulullah has selected. The whole Quran Sharif is a means of hidayat and guidance. Every ayat of the Quran Sharif is hidayat. But for every occasion, there was something specific. But it's relevant, obviously, as a mean every aspect of deen is relevant to him so when now he is going to engage in business then that ayat is going to be applicable to him he's going to buy something, he's going to sell something then that is going to be very relevant to him but when he gets married then there are certain things relevant to him in that regard when a person is now entering into the sacred bond of nikah and this khutbah of nikah is recited so then these ayat of the Qur'an Sharif which Rasulullah recited on this occasion are repeated. So obviously this has tremendous significance, very deep significance. The bond of nikah is meant to last a lifetime. That is the sanctity of this great institution of nikah. But now what's going to keep it continuing smoothly, what's going to keep it continuing correctly, 
was going to enable the spouses to fulfill the rights of one another was going to become the means of steering away from difficulties and problems now these are all the things are of concern when a person is going to be entering into the bond of nikah so these are the things of concern that everything must go right one must steer away from problems there must be harmony and peace there must be muhabbat and understanding so these are all the things that are required in nikah desired in nikah required in nikah so now that is what of utmost relevance at the time of nikah and these ayat of the quran sharif that rasulullah sallallahu decided this has complete guidance very very concise very brief advice but it has everything in it for us and obviously rasulullah sallallahu alaihi his words and then his selection of the words of allah taala what can be more concise and more relevant and more filled with guidance and every good so the three ayat that are recited there is no time to get into the details of these ayat but just very briefly all these ayat ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu taqullaha haqqa tuqatihi wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun the first ayat allah taala says that oh you who believe fear allah taala as you ought to be feared adopt taqwa for allah taala as you have ought to adopt taqwa and do not let your last moment come except in the state that you are a muslim now when will that last moment come nobody knows it can come to the person who's the fittest person around and it can come to the most ill person around sometimes the ill person might go first and sometimes the ill person might survive all those who are much better than him and he might be much longer than them around in dunya and all those who were coming to visit him he is hearing about them passing it happens so often in dunya so that last moment is not known to anybody and allah taala is saying don't allow your last moment to come except in this state that you are a complete muslim which means remain on that in every moment of your life that you are a correct muslim you are upholding islam so now islam is a very very comprehensive word it com- encompasses every aspect of life it encompasses how a person lives in every department of life in that is how he conducts himself as a husband or how a wife conducts herself as a wife how parents conduct themselves as parents towards their children and how children relate to their parents all this is part of islam and very important part of islam so nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam selected this ayat of the quran sharif where allah taala says that live with taqwa because it is taqwa the consciousness of allah taala that a person is conscious that allah taala is watching allah is hearing allah is all aware allah taala knows what i am saying and allah taala also knows why i am saying it sometimes insan may only hear what we say if we say something some human being will hear what we say but they don't know why we saying it we are sometimes saying something maybe in a very very nice way but the motive is very corrupted it might be something correct in itself but the intention intention is evil we are saying something to try and just curry favor with somebody to just win the person's confidence but after that that's the agenda that after i win this person's confidence then i'll take him for a ride 
So now what is being said? That Allah hears. And why it is being said? That to Allah Ta'ala knows. So now what's going to make a person conscious of everything? Taqwa. That Allah Ta'ala is all aware. Allah Ta'ala is all knowing. Allah Ta'ala is all hearing. And Allah Ta'ala knows, يَعْلَمُ خَائِنَةَ الْأَعْيُنُ وَمَا تُخْفِي الصُّدُورُ What the eye, what is the deception of the eye? And what the heart conceals, Allah Ta'ala is aware. So this first ayat, Allah Ta'ala gives us this lesson, this command, that remain with taqwa and live your life as a Muslim, as a true Muslim. A Muslim is one who upholds the commands of Allah Ta'ala. Whether it is in the masjid, whether it is on the street, whether it is in his business, and whether it is at home. In whatever aspect of life, he upholds the commands of Allah Ta'ala. Because it's Allah Ta'ala's commands that are related to every aspect of life. So now this person upholds the commands of Allah Ta'ala, he's a Muslim. So this is the first ayat of the Qur'an Sharif that is recited on this occasion. Then the second ayat is, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu attaqullah, Ya ayyuhal nasu attaqu rabbakumul ladhi khalaqakum min nafsi wahida, wa khalaqa minha zawjaha, wa basta minhuma rijalan kathira wa nisa'a, wa attaqullah alladhi tasa'aluna bihi wa arham. Again the crux of this ayat, there's no time for the details, but the crux of this ayat is, again, the lesson of taqwa. The lesson of consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. And in this, Allah Ta'ala also highlights the aspect of maintaining family ties. Fear Allah with regards to relationships, family kinship, family relationships, kinships. Because this is a very, very important aspect indeed. To maintain the relationship. So, this is another very important factor. When a person now gets into nikah, one is he had one family, now he has two families. So both parties now have two families. So now how to maintain that relationship? The part of deen. And a very important part of deen. So now this is the second very, very important aspect that is highlighted in these ayahs. Now, the relevance of this will just scratch the surface. But, we cannot imagine how deep the relevance is to this occasion. That these three ayat are selected for this time. To be recited on the occasion of nikah. And then the third ayat, which is actually the topic that was, the topic for the day. Allah Ta'ala says, the, ay- the ayat of the Qur'an Sharif that is recited, Again, the same aspect with which the ayat commences, O you who believe, fear Allah Ta'ala. The fearing of Allah Ta'ala is that fear, the fear of displeasing the beloved. When there's true love, a person doesn't want to cause any kind of displeasure to the beloved. So a person has true love for Allah Ta'ala, he doesn't want to do anything that will incur the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala. And if that love is not to that level, then he'll fear the wrath and the chastisement, the punishment from the side of Allah Ta'ala. That too is one level. So in any case, to fear Allah Ta'ala, fear displeasing Allah Ta'ala. And how will a person be able to stay away from incurring the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala? Allah Ta'ala says, وَقُولُوا قَوْلًا سَدِيدًا Qawlan Sadida, speak that which is Sadida. There are various 
aspects that are included in this one word. This is the, the richness of the Arabic language. Not possible to translate this word in one, with one word. There's so many aspects included in this. It includes speaking straight. Speaking that which is correct, which is true. Speaking in soft words, not harsh, not all the time shouting and screaming. And speaking words that will break people's hearts. Speaking in a bitter manner. Speaking in a way that is always just coming down on people like a ton of bricks. All this is included in this one word, Aulan Sadida. That a person is truthful in his speech. He's not speaking with a forked tongue. Saying one thing and meaning something else. He's speaking what is correct. Speaking what is true. He's speaking that which will create harmony and peace. He's speaking that whatever he's saying, though it's correct also, but he's speaking it in a proper manner. He's speaking it in a way that will cause Muhammad, bring about, even if he's correcting somebody, he's speaking in a way that will make the person happy about the correction. It'll make the person want to do what he's being told. So all this is included in this. And Allah Ta'ala says, if you adhere to this, the effect of this will be that all your amal will come in order. Meaning, a person who has his tongue in order, 100%, he doesn't lie, he doesn't involve himself in ghibat and backbiting, he doesn't use vulgar words, doesn't swear people, doesn't cause harm to people with his tongue, he doesn't cause hurt to others, He's not breaking people's hearts. He is speaking that which is beloved to Allah Ta'ala. He is not speaking anything that will incur the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala. Meaning he just brought his tongue fully under control. Not partly, half and half. Something is doing and something is not doing. He just brings his tongue fully under control. Fully. 100%. That bringing the tongue 100% under control the tongue coming under control will bring everything under control. Yuslih lakum a'malakum. As a result of it, all his a'mal will come in line. His ibadat will come in line. His mu'amalat and mu'asharat will come in line. And his akhlaq will fall in line also. Because everything in some way or the other is related to the tongue. So meaning that the bulk of things is just hinged on a person getting his tongue in order and how often it happens that a person mashallah is performing so many other good things but he slips and slips so badly with his tongue that is why he said that it is safer it is safer that a person slips by his feet rather than by his tongue if he slips by his feet at the most what can happen at the most it can happen is that he might fall and maybe bump his head so badly that he might even pass away. But more than that, what can happen with the slip of the feet? He can get injured. More than that, what can happen is he can lose his life. Because he fell so badly that the injury was so severe that it ended up in his life going. But it can't be beyond that. But with the slip of the tongue, with the slip of the tongue, he can lose his akhirat also. With the slip of the leg, at the most he lose his dunya. Dunya, one day everybody's dunya is going to leave him. He's going to part from the dunya. 
But the person who is stunned by utter words of kufr he loses akhirat as well. With that one word sometimes he loses akhirat because the hurt and pain he caused to somebody. And that was zulm. That was an oppression. Now when he comes in the akhirat all his good deeds have been passed on to that person. In lieu of the oppression that he perpetrated in dunya. This is how dangerous the tongue can be. It is the same tongue that a person says nakahtuha wa qabiltuha now at the time of nikah. He says the words of acceptance that I have now accepted this person in my nikah. And the sacred bond of nikah comes into being. The such a sacred bond of nikah comes into being. Both parties have used their tongues to say the words of proposal and acceptance and that brought about that nikah in the presence of witnesses. And the same tongue now just blurts out something and that sacred bond of nikah got broken forever. He blurted out the three talaks and now he's running around for a fatwa now that somebody must tell him now three is one. The three is one now. Three is one. That's something which the Christians believe in, Trinity. That's not somewhere, anything in Islam. Three is three is gone. So now all this happened as a result of what? It's the same tongue. And the person comes into Iman itself by turning, moving the tongue, he says, La ilaha illallah. The same tongue earns him so much of rewards. So there was a day of Jumu'ah and many of us might have already maybe recited Surah Al-Kahab, some might be still going to recite it later. So he's going to recite Surah Al-Kahab, he's going to recite it with his tongue. And he'll get that great virtue that that nur will extend for him from the earth to the heavens for one whole week. And nur is light. This light will become a means of guidance for him. It will help him to be able to ascertain where he should head forward and where he should stay out of. All this is what? With the tongue. Ahabbul kalam ilallah. Nabi Islam says the most beloved of kalam, of words to Allah Ta'ala, Subhanallah, Walhamdulillah, Wala ilaha illallah, Wallahu Akbar. This kalam, he's going to speak it with his tongue. And he will earn those rewards which will fill the heavens and earth with, he- with rewards. All this is what? With the tongue. So to make salam to somebody with the tongue. So, so many things, he will say some kind words. These are the days of Hajj. And in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam was asked, What is Hajjul Mabrur? What is this Hajj Mabrur? Somebody goes for Hajj, we wish him Hajj Mabrur. Nabi Islam says, This bir and this virtue of Hajj, three things are mentioned. One of the things, lean ul kalam. That a person speaks, feeble kalam, he speaks kind words. That's the virtue, highlight of Hajj. Hajj which is compulsory once in a lifetime. On the person who can afford it only. And the highlight of Hajj, among the highlights of Hajj, speaking kind words. Now this is how great the song is. The various ni'mats and bounties Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with. Every ni'mat and bounty of Allah Ta'ala, whether it's the eyes, whether it's the ears, whether it's the hands and feet, whatever it might be, every ni'mat is priceless. The eyes are priceless, the ears are priceless, the hands and feet are priceless, every ni'mat is priceless. But far greater than all these other ni'mats, much much greater than most of these ni'mats, is the ni'mat of the tongue. All these are priceless ni'mats. But the tongue is far superior to most of them. 
that it is a stunt that helps a person to earn so much and Allah forbid, Allah forbid if a person hasn't learned to control his tongue and it is a tongue that makes him lose everything too that is why Hazrat Imam Shafi rahimahullah the great faqih of Imam Mujtahid Imam Shafi rahimahullah who didn't hear his name and he one couplet he summarizes the whole thing he says احفظ لسانك ايها الانسان Say, oh, insan, oh, human being, guard your tongue. Ihfaz lisanaka ayyuhal insan, guard your tongue. La yaldaghannaka innaha su'ban. Ayyuhal insan, oh, insan, watch out, don't let this tongue sting you, because this is a serpent also. It's a very great na'mad of Allah Ta'ala, but in it is a serpent also. This is a serpent, and if a person hasn't learned how to control, he's not a snake charmer. He hasn't learned how to control that snake, then it will bite him. And it will cause so much of difficulty for him. He says, watch out, don't let this bite you. And then he further says, Kam fil maqabiri min khatilil lisan, kana yahabu liqa'ahul akran. So how many person is lying in the graveyard? How many a person is lying in the maqbara, in the graveyard, in the qabristan? Why he is lying there? Because he was the victim of the tongue. Either the same person who misused his tongues, that tongue now became the means of him lying there now. Because whatever he said, now that reaction that came and eventually he ended up in the grave. Or sometimes it was somebody else's tongue that he became the victim of. His life went. Meaning this is the extent to which the tongue can be. And he says that that tongue was such that this person now, he became the victim of his tongue. He was such a person, even those around him too used to be fearing coming to meet him. I don't know what next. I don't know how I'll catch it. What kind of fancy words and very flowery language I will hear. And everybody is on eggshells. That's not the way that we have been taught in Deen. So this is very great ni'mat. Now this is the ayat of the Qur'an Sharif that is recited on this occasion. And as mentioned, that this is the selection of Rasulullah And his selection, who can select something more relevant for the occasion? So it's not just something for barakat. The barakat is there, definitely. The recitation of these ayat on the occasion of nikah is not only for barakat. The barakat is definitely there. But it is a lesson for every person who is to get married or is already married or will get married 10 years time or whenever it is life that look this is how this nikah will run smoothly that together with obviously the foundation of everything taqwa when a person is conscious of Allah Ta'ala then he is concerned I mustn't trample anybody's rights I mustn't cross the line in any way I mustn't harm anybody I must stay well within the law of Allah Ta'ala I must obey Allah Ta'ala and deal with the creation of Allah Ta'ala in a way that Allah is pleased. Now this will be all on the basis of taqwa. If taqwa is missing, then a person will be trying to see where I can get my own benefit out of it. And doesn't matter what happens to anybody else, I must survive. And I must prosper and thrive. What happens to anybody else is their business. But a person with taqwa doesn't think like that. He thinks firstly what will please Allah Ta'ala. And then he'll deal with the makhluk of Allah Ta'ala, the creation of Allah Ta'ala also in a way that pleases Allah Ta'ala. And on the
this foundation of taqwa, Allah Ta'ala gives us the command of maintaining the family relationships. And then this ayat of the Quran Sharif, guarding of the tongue. That a person has to be very, very careful about his tongue. Say a person has got one tongue and two ears. So he should be listening at least double what he speaks. Now the thing is that if a person now, many of us, if we start trying to count now, how to listen double what I speak, you see the day must now be extended to not 48 hours, more than 48 hours. Because for almost 24 hours I'm talking. So now for double of 24 hours I have to be listening, so how much time is there in the day? So even if I'm thinking about 12 hours, then too I'm short. Because I have to listen for 24 hours after that. So that's just a way of explaining to us that a person should speak less and he should listen more. Because he's got one tongue, he's got two ears. Hassan Basiri Rahimullah says, there is nothing worthy of being imprisoned more than the tongue behind that soldiers of the teeth, guarded by the teeth, but unfortunately let's see wide open. And somebody says that that person who his tongue is wide open and his heart is closed, there's nobody who will fall in greater problems than this person. The person whose heart is closed and his tongue is totally open, no reins on the tongue. Nobody will fall in greater problems than this person because heart is closed, not thinking. He's not thinking now and he's just saying anything. His tongue is wide open. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. Allah Ta'ala give us the understanding and all the laws of deen Allah Ta'ala enable us to practice upon. And in particular this aspect of the tongue. Allah Ta'ala grant us a topic that we protect this tongue. This is such an aspect that if we remind ourselves daily about it, then too it will be less. Daily we should be reminding ourselves that what an important ni'mat Allah has given us and that I should use it correctly. Not abuse it, not misuse it. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Fa akhiru da'wana alayhi hamdulillah.